Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. This is the last show of the year before we take a couple of weeks off to enjoy all the arts and entertainment in and around Sioux Falls. We return with episode number 161 on Thursday, January 5th, 2023. Another year has flown by. In the meantime, we're going to send you off to the holidays with some fun stuff. Later in the show, Ruben Rodriguez makes a return to the show. He is always welcome in the Dipsy Doodle Production Studios because he always brings food. Coming up in a few minutes, though, the newest addition to the Improv Falls troupe, Jessica Graber. You will be impressed. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. All right, lift them high. Because the Weekend Eve Toast goes out to Andy Wardman of Tennessee. Yes, of Tennessee. <laughs> Yesterday was his birthday, and uh, we toast him for a couple of reasons. Well, I toast him for many reasons. Uh, he happens to be not my nephew. He's also a musician and loves the arts and entertainment. He plays bass in a couple of bands, an indie band and then also a tribute band. Now, remember back in the midst of the pandemic, yes, correct pronunciation, uh, we played a song about kind of being locked up. That was from The Southern Shame. That's the indie rock band that he's in. And then uh, coming up in late February, my love and I will be vacationing in Music City and get to hear the Pearl Jam tribute band he's in. So, Andy... Uh, happy birthday, buddy. Love you and can't wait to see you and your family as the, well as the rest of the family when we're down in Nashville come late February. It's time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We draw a winner each week and this week we say congratulations to Doug Mashick. We'll be in touch with you, Doug, to get you all set up with some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with the Podcaster is brought to you by Sunny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sunny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sunnyspizzeria.com. Honorable, Honorable Mention. mention. 
Oh my! Honorable mention is a fun one because it's everything that's still going to be going on. Yes, it's uh, despite the fact that uh, we happen to be taking two weeks off, me and the unpaid staff here at the Dave Holly Hour do take time for the holidays. And guess what we do during the holidays? We go out and we enjoy arts and entertainment. And honorable mention will go to you. No, just how I said will go to you. If you get out and you do the same. And if you want a great Christmas gift idea, you're still searching for that right thing to do. Well, it's pretty easy. Buy someone something in the arts or entertainment, whether it be a piece of visual art or photography or a sculpture, or you get them a membership of the Washington Pavilion, or you buy them season tickets uh, for one of the great theater groups that we have in town. So honorable mention, a little bit different as we head to the holidays, uh, but to certainly don't let it slow you down from getting out there over the next few weeks and making sure that you and your loved ones enjoy all the arts and entertainment that can be found here in the Greater Sioux Empire. Later in the hour, the busy bass player Ruben Rodriguez runs down the gigs that he has the last half of December, and it's a lot. But coming up next, the newest member of Improv Falls, Jessica Graber, tells us about her theatrical journey on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Support the Dave Holly Hour in a very easy way. Buy Dave a cup of coffee by clicking the cup in the lower left corner of www.davehollyhour.com. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, the final episode of 2022 yes the dave holly hour host that would be me dave holly and the unpaid staff everybody else that helps me out will be taking a couple of weeks off because we still have regular jobs and of course there's this little thing uh called the holidays and well i happen to know a guy that wears a red velvet suit this time of year so he might be a little tired carrying on that Getting to what we always talk about, so Empire Arts and Entertainment, and you know what I love to say about it, it is always a pleasure. And it's uh, so fun that uh, we've been on a pretty good streak of having people that have not been on the show before, and we truly welcome this young lady to town, 
because she moved here not too long back. Jessica Graber, how are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. What I'm an honor. I'm happy to have you here as well. In fact, the first time I, I met you uh, was out of a little bit of curiosity uh, because I have uh, done improv in the past and I've got a group of friends that are uh, wonderful improv people, Improv Falls. And all of a sudden, there's this post about, hey, there's this new gal that moved to town, and boy, does she have the resume, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and so come join us and welcome Jessica to the group uh, this Friday night. So it's like, okay. Because uh, having been in improv before, and uh, there have been times where people have said, you know, come to the group, move to town, and said, oh, yeah, I've, I've done improv here, there, and everywhere. And then all of a sudden you get up on stage and they go, I got nothing. Uh, so I was so well pleased uh, oh. when I saw you the first time. It's like, okay, this gal has the chops. Oh, thank you. We're dealing with a real thing here. And it was just so fun to see you uh, not only just join that group, but to uh, take over a lot of the hosting duties and so forth to start off. Uh, so how did you get involved in it before coming to Sioux Falls? Okay, well, the journey has been long. <laughs> I first was introduced to improv while I was in college. I went to University of Utah. I was a theater education major and I was in an accents for actors class mm -hmm. when a fellow student came up and said, you know what, you should try improv. And I was terrified. I had seen improv and never thought that that would be something that I would love. Um, but I had the biggest crush on this student and the fact that he came up to me, I'm like, okay, yes, I will try this improv thing out. And we had a, um, a chapter of comedy sports in right. Utah and comedy sports is international. And I went and saw one of his shows and then I was hooked. I really, I didn't know if I, could be on stage, but I knew I wanted to learn what this art form was. And I started taking classes and quickly was asked to be a part of the group. And it just, something clicked. I really loved the team um, sport of it. Mm -hmm. I loved that my job was to listen and to react and not necessarily try to be funny, but to find the humor just in being honest and true on stage and coming up with different characters. So I, I was quickly um, hooked to that. So this was around 2002, 2003. And I started becoming a main stage performer with comedy sports. And then when I graduated in 2005, I moved on to Phoenix or I moved to Phoenix where there's a wonderful improv company called the Jesters. And I started performing with them. And while I was with the Jesters, I, was exposed to more directing opportunities and teaching opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I was with them for many years. I still consider myself with them because I will. You're a member. I'm a yeah. member of the Jesters <laughs> and I will get a call from our director, Jeff. Like, can you do a show here? Can you do a show there? And I'll still jump on with my, my old team. And I, I love it. Oh, that's fun. And then after that, I moved to um, Miami where I performed with a group called Just the Funny. And that was really fun because they did different types of shows throughout the month. So it wasn't just one type of improv show. We would have a dedicated long form show. We would have a dedicated musical improv show, short form, competitive. Um, so I got to 
be exposed to all of these different types of improv. And I felt like it was a great playground to develop my skills. And then after living in Miami, I moved to a small town in Florida called Niceville where they didn't have improv. And I thought, okay. Niceville? Niceville, yes. Okay. Retirement community? <laughs> no, it could, should be. But it is very nice. Uh, it would be nicer if they had an improv community there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just thought, okay, well, maybe it's time for me to retire. Um, I'm, it's in my past. And then I moved to Sioux Falls um, and got connected with Debbie first. Okay. My son did a DAPA play. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I I'm was, an old DAPA director from many, many years ago. What a wonderful company yeah, that is. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I just love it. And I love that my son has shown um, a desire to perform uh-huh. and that there is a community that can help him grow because it's different when you're listening to mom <laughs> you need to have other voices tell tell him uh, about theater so i i was lucky enough to meet debbie at dapa debbie jones mm-hmm. she's amazing and we got to chatting and i mentioned that i i've directed children's theater before and i also did improv just, oh well we do improv <laughs> and that that's my long story that has been over the course of 20 years Ooh. of doing improv and now I'm here in Sioux Falls with a great group, yeah. Improv Falls. Improv Falls. They are mm-hmm. a lot of fun. And uh, I, I remember the first time that I saw Improv Falls. Uh, I was still in another improv group at the time. And uh, we go there. And, of course, you know, I'm already aged. And uh, my dear friend, Emily Wilson, who oh. was not my dear friend yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, that was the first time I ever saw her. She comes in and does a cartwheel on stage in a bar. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, that's not the improv I can do, but God bless her for what she could do. And uh, so we're, um, you know, just, we always chide about that. She uh, is amazing. But she is incredible, no mm-hmm. doubt. And uh, Zach Dresch is a very, very good friend. Uh, that young man, um, well, he actually is the person that voices the open and the close of this show. Uh, and, and, and I employ him occasionally. Oh, dang it, I said that because, you know, usually the unpaid staff gets nothing. I, I actually pay. Okay, thank you. Pinky, pinky swear on this yes. and this so forth? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so, yeah, you've joined a, pr- a pretty good, uh, fun bunch. What I love most about it is the other troops I've been with, we've had a cast of maybe 20 and we would rotate. And there would be you know, out of that cast, very talented people, but maybe five or six standouts in the cast. And they all kind of play a different role on stage. And Improv Falls, it's like it's pared down to the five, six people you really want to play with. The best combination of personalities and skills and perspectives, which are all very important to making a successful improv. So I really feel like the combination of personalities mm-hmm. is what makes it so special. Good chemistry. Mm-hmm. That, that's always a plus. Uh, so you originally were thinking more dramatic then? Uh, when when were, I was when going in into college? theater, yeah. I Well, I definitely knew I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And I loved the performing arts. And um, so it wasn't necessarily dramatic acting, but any and all acting mm-hmm. that I was interested in scripted. Yeah. Because scripted is safe. <laughs> scripted means there's preparation. All of these things that I love to do. I 
I love Shakespeare. I had an opportunity to do a lot of Shakespeare too, which I have also combined now with my improv. Uh, one of the shows that we would do would be a Shakespearean improv show, mm -hmm. which I love. Um, but I, I just didn't think that I could be in the moment enough and to provide something of worth on an improv stage. I, I questioned my own abilities. Fortunately, I had wonderful teachers that gave me a really great foundation to get over that lack of confidence. So what did you learn from improv that helped you on, as you say, structured and uh, written down <laughs> preparation? What did you learn from improv that you could take back to that though? Take back to, uh, you know, being on oh, the stage in a regular playwright uh, situation. I owe everything, all of my success on stage to my improv tr training. Because once you learn the lines, you still need to be in that moment mm -hmm. and open to react and open to be honest. And that's all improv is. If you start thinking ahead and you stop listening in improv, the scene is dead. Yeah. You need to have that give and take and you need to have that freshness of the moment. And it's easy to combine that when you know what you're going to say next. <laughs> you know, that that's like it makes it so easy, but it reminds you that listening what I had a director that said you don't just listen with your ears, but you listen with your ears, your eyes as you perceive the actions that the person mm -hmm. is doing, and you listen with your understanding. Of That's your kind of actor brain of where it needs to go next and, and your role in that. And taking those three aspects of listening into a scripted performance can really make it more dy dynamic and more, I guess, rooted in honesty have you ever had a time on stage in a scripted performance that you missed a line and then the improv skills had to kick in oh, at yeah. that moment <laughs> oh yeah well um of course to respect the director and the production you definitely want to do your best at staying on book and right. being prepared but it's live theater and things happen and People will, you know, make mistakes and having that confidence in your improv is what can help you get through. I think it's people who are like, I am, I'm lost and I don't have the skill to get me through this that, you know, they find themselves in a really tight spot. But having that confidence of it's OK, we can get through this. I can do it. We'll we'll be fine. Uh, it, it helps. So take on your teacher role. Mm hmm. And it's a new group of improvers. What are you starting with? I always start with group connection. Uh, that you're not in this group to be the funniest. You're not in this group to be the stand-up. But you're only as good as the people you're on stage with. So I always start with group connection. Learning how to respect each other. And that everyone in this group is going to make you better. If you value who they are and their point of view. So simple games that... Uh, kind of break down the status and get them to see each other and appreciate each other. But not starting off with Shakespeare right away. No, that's second. <laughs> then we jump into Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, it is always a, such a, a blast to see uh, improv uh, and to see it done well. Oh. Uh, and, you know, there there is a difference and people can tell it when it's not clicking and so forth. Uh, but uh, you're right, that connectivity is just, you know, it's paramount to begin with. Uh, what have you found, though, 
uh, in your improv performance that you go, wow, Jessica, I didn't know we could do this. <laughs> I rely so much on the skills of my fellow imp improvisers. Um, and I have had the great honor to work with people who are so much better than I am that they bring me up, that they right. will set me up to be in a situation that will bring the best out in me. And usually that entails a musical improv, which is not my background, mm -hmm. um, but I was in a lot of musically based improv groups and the things that my scene partners would set me up for it was terrifying and scary, but I would be in that position like you better deliver. And I was able to, to put forth something <laughs> <laughs> that, that was well received and then realizing, wow, I just, I just did that. We just sang a duet. We had harmonies in that. Where did that come from? <laughs> and be amazed that we built that together. Yeah. Well, and uh, Improv Falls, very fortunate to have uh, Michael Sorensen. Isn't he wonderful? Oh, yeah. Fantastic. That was the first thing I pointed out when I started with the group, that you have this wonderful tool right here in mm -hmm. Mike. He is funny first. Yes. He's very smart, and he's incredibly talented. And it's my goal to get the most out of Mike yeah. as we move forward. And, and one of the most sincere people you'll ever meet, oh, too. Oh, genuine and always ready to do the best for the group. You know, he wants to help out in many different ways. I love him. All right, so before improv, and you were going into college and so forth, and uh, knowing you wanted to be a teacher and so forth, but by the same token, you obviously had uh, parts that you uh, relished and, and so forth. And um, what are maybe some of the things, well, start off with what your favorite role in a scripted performance has been, and what's the scripted performance role you would love to play? That's a good question. I get in one per interview. <laughs> 15 minutes, 11 second mark. You know what's interesting is before I had the confidence to do theater, because, and this might be a more long-winded answer, and you may oh, we edit like it. those. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, but in high school... I was too afraid to audition for anything mm -hmm. because I wanted it so badly and I wasn't ready for the rejection. So I took every single acting class that you didn't have to audition for. And it was my senior year that I had a brilliant theater teacher, Mrs. Thorne, who saw that there was a handful of us who would be around theater but never actually do it, never show up at auditions. And, but we would put forth really good work in classes. Mm -hmm. And she cornered me and said, I am starting this new theater class for people just like you. Right. And I want you to be in this. And I think you are good enough to do this. And that was life-changing for me. So my uh, end of my senior year, I was able to do shows like, um, oh, gosh, what's it called? Can't, uh, uh. Oh dear. Uh, it's the show where it's crazy. It's an older show, and one of the characters is on roller skates. Oh my gosh, I can't Xanadu. even remember. No. 
<laughs> oh, it's just the craziest comedy, and I'll, I'll think anyway, of the name in a minute. Regardless, it's going to be great. Cut all of that out and insert some other voice on top of no, mine no, 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 no. with the name. Um, but anyways, that's when I first got to do shows. Before then, I would I was a dancer. I I performed and. In our dance company and I focused on dance for a long time and in fact when I started college I was accepted as a modern dance major so dance was my thing and then when I decided I didn't want to pursue dance as my career I remembered the confidence that my teacher gave me and I thought I can do theater and I'm gonna do theater but it was so scary because I uh, revered it so much mm-hmm. And then once I started doing theater, I got to do, um, I was in A Midsummer Night's Dream, which is one oh, of my favorite productions classic. and yeah. favorite shows. Um, and then I was in little different one acts and things like that, mm-hmm. but never anything huge. It wasn't until I found improv that got me performing on a professional stage. And then from there, I was a director. I directed a lot of shows. I directed for Value Theater, home of Emma Stone and Jordan Sparks. Oh. I just have to put that plug in. But uh, in Value Theater in Phoenix, I pretty much did what Debbie did for Value Theater. And I directed a bunch of children's shows. And um, and then I also did shows with uh, Southwich, South, sorry, Southwest Shakespeare um, and did comedy of errors and and different shows with them too which i loved and most of the things i did were directing and mm-hmm. little parts here and there all right so for part b of what role would you like and so forth let's uh, give you a, a two-part answer then uh if uh, a role that you would want but then also as a director of production you would love to do um, I would really love to direct the Scottish play. Mm-hmm. Um, I used Macbeth a lot for my students. I think it's a wonderful play. It's a short play. It gets right to the point. And I appreciate, I appreciate that play a lot. So I think I would want to direct that one. And for a role I would like to play... Well, to go on theme, Lady Macbeth, for sure. And if I had the vocal chops, I would want to be Fanny uh, Price and a funny girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's Barbara go on a Barbara Streisand thing. She's like butter. I know. And I would, I, Dolly and hello, Dolly. Yeah. Come on. Anyone listening? I will do <laughs> Dolly right now. Um I don't know. You know, it's funny because there's a lot I would like to do. There's a lot I would like to explore. I'd love to do a streetcar named Desire, either mm. female role. Um, I don't Stella. Know. Yeah. I think there's a lot I would like to explore more in scripted theater. Yeah. Uh, but by the same token, while you're doing improv, you know, that gives you a chance to. Oh, yeah. Be- I've been, been never Dolly, yeah, exactly <laughs> and I've that. been, uh, I've been all the uh, kind of archetypes of things I've I wanted uh-huh. to explore, and that's one of the approaches I like to take on the improv stage. Of who have I not tried yet? What voice have I not heard? What perspective have I not done? And challenge myself to work that into a show. 
All right, so we've talked a lot about improv. Any uh, thoughts about ever doing any stand-up? No. <laughs> that was a quick answer. <laughs> um, I have, I've been asked this before. Mm-hmm. Stand-up and improv are two completely yes, different are. art forms. Yeah. Stand-up is, I think, for the writer. I think it's for that person who wants control over the final product. There's, of course, improvised moments, but it's very much that solo journey to create that end product improv is the opposite of that you need to turn off your writer's brain you need to turn on your heart you need to rely on a team and that's where i thrive i don't think i'm a funny person individually you know a lot of people when they hear you do comedy improv oh tell us a joke (laughs) that's not not it that's not right um and i love that interaction with other performers and other talented people so much and i value how much it makes me better so that's why i would pass on stand-up i would take a workshop or two just to gain another skill but i don't think that's my not your destiny yeah okay. <laughs> uh so how did you end up in Sioux Falls? What was the precipice that got you here? Yeah, well, we uh, moved from Florida, and we were so sick of those beaches and wanted to explore what it's like to have stingy cold weather <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> um, actually, no, my my husband, he's a podiatrist, and one of his good friends... Oh, really? Oh, that's what I get every time. Yeah, well, people think that because my husband's a podiatrist that I must know something and they'll sh- throw their shoes off oh, no. and well. show me their feet. And then I will <laughs> pretend I know. I've heard enough conversations. Oh, yeah, I'll You'll improvise. Yeah. But um, he had a good friend from medical school who was working for Sanford mm-hmm. and called up my husband and was like, hear me out. You know, you are living on the beaches of Florida, but we I really like working here. You should try out Sioux Falls. Also, Sioux Falls is a wonderful place for for families. And we And now I know why your last name's familiar. There's a lot of Grabers here. Yes, what? but uh my mother had your husband recently. <gasps> no way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hope he did a good job. Yeah, or oh, she loved him. Okay, I'm yeah. so glad. Because if he doesn't, you and, let me know. And she's not satisfied that often, so. <laughs> that makes me so happy. I will tell him that. Indeed, no oh, doubt that's about great. it. Uh, so, when you are not, uh, here we are, the final question. It's hard to mm-hmm. imagine. 23 minutes just like that. Well, and I talk so much. I oh, try that's okay. <laughs> to keep it efficient. Why is that as a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> it may be called the Dave Holly Hour, but I think last week was the first time I'd done exactly one hour. In the past three years. Oh, wow. Yeah, because <laughs> normally it goes over. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you were not part of the entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Oh, good question. I love live music. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, he plays in a band as well. And so I, I'm a big fan of his band here called Dad Bod Supreme. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing. I do they have the pleated elastic jeans too? No, they should. Yeah, I think that'd be okay. a great uniform piece. I'm going to suggest that. <laughs> I love going to live music. I love uh, going to local theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been so impressed by the theater community here in Sioux Falls. It's such a generous right. uh, community. I love that the theaters, they know each other. People go back and forth between different companies. And... There's an enthusiasm here that is so refreshing and full of wonderful, talented people, too. So 
right now I've been soaking in a lot of Sioux Falls theater. All right. Any other hobbies? Um, let's see. I am a mother of three boys. That's so, a profession. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say my hobby would be driving them everywhere and uh, supporting all of their endeavors. I am a full-time fan of my kids. Good for you. I also um, enjoy reading. I mm -hmm. read a lot of books. I'm in a book club and karaoke with friends. <gasps> so... <laughs> Bullseye. Did I hit a nerve? Oh, good. yes. <laughs> we'll talk. Okay, good. All right. Good. Jessica Graber, thank you so much. Thank uh, it's you, It's been a joy Dave to have Holly. you on the uh, program, and uh, I'm sure you will be on again in the future. I hope and so. And I look forward to that. In the meantime, happy holidays. You too. And just a quick plug, since we were talking about Improv mm -hmm. Falls, their next show is in January, January 27th okay. at the Icon. We'd love to see everyone out there. You can Definitely. get ticket information on Facebook and Instagram and all of those things. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Look happy forward. holidays to you, you too. All right. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -T. Or call 605-929-0964. Time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everyone. It is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. You're so used to me saying that now that you're probably going to really have to say it. Well, yeah, I do, because it's true. And it's always uh, great to have, you know, new guests, but it's always a fun time when we have repeat. Ruben Rodriguez, does this make fourth? Is this four? It's either, it's three, three for sure. Three for sure. Three for sure. Yeah. Uh, which would be appropriate, because you are the, the triple R. I am triple R. Yep. Ruben R. Rodriguez. That's, you got me. Yeah. And uh, well, I'm glad you, because, you know, we're recording this at the Dipsy Doodle studio, which means that uh, you came over to the house and uh, every time you do, you bring tacos. I do. Yes. Well, it's, I think food has become part of our ritual. It now. has. This is our thing. No doubt about it. Yeah. We have to have that. It's sustenance. <laughs> it's sustenance. Not yeah. just talking about entertainment and so forth, but I, I'm glad you did uh, take in some uh, sustenance, though, because... Um, you have a busy, busy month laid out. Okay, we're, okay. this comes out on Thursday morning, the 15th, and you're going to be busy that night. Yes. As will I. Yep. Uh, we will be at the same place. We'll be at the Washington Pavilion, yep. and you will be part of Chuck Case 
and the Late Night Boomers. That is correct. Yes, yeah. you'll be playing the bass along there. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you know, even being halfway over, how many gigs do you have lined up the rest of the month? That is a good question because they uh, are still coming. It's gotten to the point where now I'm, I'm, someone's like, are you available this day? And I'm like, what time? Yeah. <laughs> I've got gigs. Uh, I've got. Um... You are just on a roll is what you are. 16. 16 yet? Yeah. Well, with church. Oh, I mean, okay. But, yeah, you but know, still, still, that, that counts. Yeah. Still, you're playing. Yep, still playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there something that uh, has happened in the past that you've had this many gigs in, in December? Um, uh, or is it's, this it's a new record? Miss. It's hit and miss. Well, COVID, I think, kind of kind of oh, knocked that, everybody down a peg. Yeah. Um, Even Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this, uh, and this wasn't by design either. I, I haven't solicited or right. like gone out and, and actively tried to get gigs just uh slowly since uh, early october so i was like hey are you available this day are you available this day and uh as everything lined up it was actually just such uh luck that things weren't uh in conflict with each other so the month just filled up and my uh yeah uh incapacity to say no <laughs> just uh found me a full schedule and uh and just a, a lot of good times it's been great so far this yeah. month yeah. in incapacity to say no has meant uh, filled to capacity on dates yes yeah yeah we are well, that's we good are full up yeah you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with a little extra ching for the uh, christmas stocking is yeah. There? yeah yeah that's nice too yeah uh so uh where else are you going to be playing and and with whom and so forth too all right, so we got um, late night uh, booming on Thursday, as we Thursday know, night, Mr. Yeah. Potter. Uh, on Friday, uh, we're actually backing up uh, Taylor Wineland at Dada Gastropub for a showcase of just a bunch of really cool artists. We've got like our Linda Peacock and, and some other uh, cool cats in the that uh, arena. Um, Gabe Houston uh, and uh, I think Billy Bright and myself are playing at Ken's Corner on Saturday. On Sunday, um, that's going to be the church thing. Um, yeah, uh, oh my goodness. Um, <clears throat> Joel Shotwell Quartet at our wine bar. That's right on the 22nd. Yep. Uh, we got Studio B at the old courthouse. That's right. I um, still need to get my, uh, my 22nd reserved. You should. You should. Yeah. That's It's always such a good time. I know. With, I... Like with Alex and, and Joel. That band is just fun because it's funky and it's kind of out, but it's still, you know, we still touch on some regular jazz stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and that's real cool. And it's all going to be uh, Christmas theme stuff on uh, that Friday the 23rd. We're doing um, uh, Studio B Jazz. So uh, myself, Bob Grip, and Alex Olson at the courthouse. Um, and then later that evening, we're actually playing at Swamp Daddy's um, <clears throat> 24th uh, back at church. Um, let's see. Then Christmas, and we got um yeah, then we get some other stuff. Uh, playing at the Canton Barn on the thirtieth. Playing uh um oh yeah, we're doing a New Year's show with the Heinous Three at uh, our wine bar. On New oh Year's. wow, so that'll that'll be a good time. No doubt. Yeah, and then we're gonna have. How did uh, the Heinous Three come about? <laughs> I I love this name <laughs> because you know I I was explaining to somebody today that uh, you're going to be on the show this week and. Uh, I said, uh, because one person didn't know you that was at the table, and I said, well, he's a bass player. He plays in a lot of different trios. He eventually got around to having his own trio as one of, like, four trios, maybe more. <laughs> yeah. I said, and then he's playing every Tuesday night in this thing called the Heinous Three. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I someone offered me a gig, uh, asked me if I had a band. I didn't have a band. I was having trouble finding a guitar player that I wanted to work with, but I played, I play guitar, 
you know, passably. I can, I'm like a serviceable guitar player. Um, but I, there's a bass player named uh, Fayette uh, that plays for Tough Roots. And then uh, my buddy Shane Campbell, who I've known since high school. Um, so they're already an established rhythm section. And I'm like, I we can still play the stuff that I want to play with these guys. So we started playing. Um, and as uh, time progressed, you know, we're always chatting back and forth on Facebook. And Shane sent this video of just an old school. I forget what the song was exactly, but he's like, you have to check out this drummer. What is what he, whatever he's doing on the ride symbol is heinous. I laughed for five whole minutes because I'd only seen that word in court documents. So, <laughs> so, I, so I was like, that's it, dude. We're the heinous three. And uh, yeah, so we, we just uh, we stuck with it. Um, so that was the billing at uh, Dada. And uh, then Victor Faini, who we also play with. Oh, uh, love Victor. He is just a, a good soul and a, and a fantastic friend. Um, but yeah, he uh, he asked if, uh, you know, if he could play. I was like, yes, anybody can play. Just come come on down and hang out with us. And uh, he's just come become like a staple. So now he's uh, mm -hmm. now we got ourselves a keyboard player. But I won't let him in the band. Because <laughs> that wouldn't be but, three. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, uh, heinous three. What's what's the tagline? Give us a trial. I mean, give, yeah. us, give, give us a try. <laughs> uh, the court finds in the favor of. <laughs> Man, you got so many things you can play off with that. You now, really don't can. You? Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, now, one of the things that uh, I saw you recently, very briefly, um, was on uh, this past Friday night. Uh, we were going to improv down at uh, the Icon. Dada Icon, yes. And so we had to go through Dada to yep. get there. And I already knew you were going to be playing. In fact, <laughs> I knew it a week in advance. I feel like you just have a third sense because, about me. Because, well, yeah. no, no, no. That was the, hey, back on the uh, uh, the week before. Yep. <laughs> Ruben's playing tonight down at the Icon. Let's go there. <laughs> and as we're sitting there having a beer over at another place, we look online and go, oh, that's next friday <laughs> so then we did get to breeze past you on the way yeah and uh, that was a, a and perhaps this is going to be more of what people are going to be hearing too uh basically a salute to uh, charlie brown christmas yes yeah um we a lot uh, of vince garaldi yes uh, a bunch of vince garaldi um th this happened i think it started a couple of years ago few years ago um but uh bob myself and uh alex olson uh who i work with and um we know once again knows know they turned since high school um phenomenal keyboard player great guy uh but we played over at i think we did two nights at parker's which was funny because you know parker's it's a, mm -hmm. a smaller establishment so i basically just moved a table and then tried to get a drummer a keyboard and me <laughs> <laughs> back in that corner um but but it was a great time we had a, a bunch of fun and then uh when alex moved back into town and this you know it's like hey would you guys be willing to do it again and uh, make it like a feature weekend uh, we did so they actually had uh, Charlie Brown Christmas playing above the bar on the projector and uh, we just uh, played the music uh, played the album yeah just played it down so wonderful real good time and uh, the funny part is that I think it aired on uh, December I think that was 9th uh 1965 so it was actually the, the anniversary, anniversary of... to the day wow we played on Friday incredible yeah now were you were you a fan of uh vince garaldi because of charlie brown yes well when you're a kid or, you don't know right. you don't know who he yeah, is yeah i wasn't looking anything. for the composer i was just like oh this is nice yeah, and i like charlie fun. brown yeah. yeah good grief and so then you started to uh, research and find out uh, once you got into the musical part so yeah. forth and said yeah 
we can make money at Christmas time too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to Alex about that too, and uh, it, it's funny because apparently when uh, Linus and Lucy uh, was written originally, uh, Vince Guaraldi had written it for a Willie Mays documentary that was being made, and then that just kind of no fizzled kidding. out. So when CBS was like, "Oh, hey, um, do you want to, you know, like play this thing? Like, do you have some in mind?" He was like. I just so happen to have the perfect thing. So Linus uh-huh. and Lucy was uh, not originally Linus and Lucy. Whoa. A little behind the scenes there. Love it. Yeah. What a <laughs> great piece of trivia. I'll have to pass that along to anybody that hosts trivia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to Chasers. <laughs> uh, so uh, what about to other Christmas music? Do you have a particular songs that you just uh, go, yeah, that's a, I love playing this one. Um, you know, and, and perhaps, you know, maybe even your favorite isn't necessarily one that's a favorite you like to play. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> as cheesy as it sounds, I just love Christmas music. I know yeah, a lot of people are, do get, get sick of it because um, it starts the day after Thanksgiving or sometimes, you know, just the first day of November. Households. That's true. Yeah. And I don't mind that. I, I think everybody should get out and just listen to more. There's so many Christmas albums. Oh. There's some Christmas it's amazing. Album. Yeah, if you just like search it, you can find some great stuff. I like uh Snowed In by Hanson, great one. Mm-hmm. Um I am still partial to cuz it came out when I was a kid, uh the NSYNC Christmas album. Um but uh, I think my favorite so far is uh there's a guy named Brian Culbertson who has an album called uh, Soulful Christmas. Okay. Check that out. Really? He, he hired just a bunch of monster players, apparently two different bands. He has like like a funk uh, gospel band and then he has a jazz band and they just kind of go back and forth throughout the whole album and it's just uh, a real fun twist okay. on all your old standards. But to answer a question that you first mm-hmm. asked, the Christmas song. The Christmas song is my favorite Christmas song. Tough yeah. to go wrong with what the Velvet Fog wrote. Yeah. 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 It was, it's just so. On a napkin. <laughs> no kidding. In like 15 or 20 minutes, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what a hit um, it became. And then I remember uh, years ago when I worked up at uh, KBRK in Brookings, I wanted to have a Christmas special. And so I put together a, a an hours long thing. And I used the Nat King Cole version oh, yeah. of that. I love Nat King Cole. And uh, it was fun because on the liner notes on that album, it talked about, well, here's a relatively new one. You know, maybe someday it'll become a traditional song. It's like, boy, did we think that one through well. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> I think you got her there, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's spectacular yeah you know what, what's your favorite line out of that song mm. i think uh bundled up like eskimos okay because uh, i i remember that uh, as a kid when you go out and your you know your mom's <laughs> just like put one more layer on put one more layer on to the point of just immobility where you just like can't, the kid in the but, christmas yeah. story yeah <laughs> just kind of just kind of hobbling out and and just that feeling yeah just uh just everything covered and but still that crisp breeze across your face. Yeah, it just has uh, good uh, good imagery. I love the every mother's child is going to spy <laughs> to see if reindeer really know how to fly. That is true. I think that is just such a cool line. <laughs> Childhood <laughs> espionage, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I saw last night, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Thanks, Mom. Appreciate that. Where do you put the present? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Mom? All right, you're the lookout. 
Okay. Uh, what about uh, Christmas uh, traditions at the Rodriguez house? Christmas traditions at the Rodriguez house was um, they've changed over the years as people mm -hmm. grow and uh, and move away. We used to get together uh, different locations, either up in Brookings at uh, my aunt's place or um, over at my mom's house. But it was always like all the families and I have uh, a really big family. So it was it was like chaos and there's kids running around and there's uncles just ribbing each other and having a good time. It was just uh, it was kind of a chaotic experience, but it was it was just full of love. And that's uh, just that feeling. I don't know, just to, to be around all those people as uh, yeah, I kind of miss that. Miss all that. But, you know, as you grow on, uh, you know, the, the kids grow up and have their own kids and start mm -hmm. their own families. And now the sex have kind of parted ways. But, you know, you still still give a call to everybody. And uh, now we've gotten to the age of writing Christmas cards. You just keep in touch in different ways. Mm -hmm. yeah, or, you know, email, email, text, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Send a gift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send a gift, not a gift. <laughs> That's what it's become. I love those gifts. <laughs> and uh, what about uh, presents? Christmas Eve? Christmas morning, Christmas morning, okay. Christmas morning, people, um, we'd have, uh, the, the immediate family, uh, we'd, you know, depends when everybody got up, everybody's early risers. So probably six thirty seven. you know, a little, uh, a little hot cocoa and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and it was, um, we were one of the one person opens a present at a time cause there has to be pictures. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, my sister would always, you know, this one for you, this one for you. Oh, who'd you get it from? Yeah. Tell them thanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was yeah. very organized in that What fashion. we used to call, uh, Kodak moments. Oh, we now, we now refer to them as Apple moments. Apple moment. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. To the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when the, the whole term cloud came out. And uh, what they were doing uh, to promote it was they were showing all these pictures being edited. And I thought, well, where where do I find this uh, program, this cloud thing, man? It looks like it's pretty easy to use for, you know, editing pictures. <laughs> uh, no, Dave, the cloud is just this, this ethereal thing that's out there yeah. <laughs> where you send stuff. And it goes, and then other people can call it back, and yep. so forth. And it but, stays, and it yeah. lives forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, our, our family was... Uh, the presence between everybody was Christmas Eve. Okay. Yeah. And then you woke up Christmas morning, unwrapped under the tree was the Santa Claus gift. Oh. And then you, and then you also had the stocking, you know, the, to get the uh, orange that was always at the bottom. In yeah. The toe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We got, uh, it was oranges, apples, uh, peanuts, peanuts, obviously candy. Yeah. Right. A lot of peanuts. Oh, and that old ribbon candy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dave, were you at my house? Oh, my. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Uh, what was your favorite Christmas gift? I was in the one that just the the presentation of it surprised me and just just caught me i think it was second grade and we yeah i i like came out of my room and obviously there was the tree and all the presents but somehow santa had moved the couch and there was two sleds behind oh. the couch one for my sister and one for me and that was yeah. that was like all right we need to get rid of these paper things right now we need to get outside, outside. immediately yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what hill 
Um, you use? Uh, at, at, so we lived uh, right over by uh, St. Mary's. So that parking mm-hmm. lot, as you know, gets plowed and it just becomes this massive, massive snow pile. hill. Right. <laughs> um, and that snow hill goes all the way down and then also stops at a fence. So you couldn't go out in the street. So that was also kind of a safety net in a, in a sense. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, so we used to hit that. But then, you know, go over to uh, the, the VA used to bomb that hill quite frequently. Oh, yeah. yeah. Spellerberg. Yep. Oh, man. That's a dandy, <laughs> isn't it? In fact, when I was driving uh, the other day, I saw him not only using the big part of it but even just from 26 down mm. into the gully part oh yeah and just lots of kids out there and it looked like a blast oh it always is <laughs> <laughs> you say that as though it still is yeah i mean i think Have you, when was the last time you went sledding uh boof. i think i went tubing a couple of years ago oh did you okay that's yeah. pretty fun yeah it's it's adult sledding yeah yeah, yeah. well i you know what when i, I can't up, ski so it's the only well, time see, i'm going down i hill. actually could even ah. when i weighed you know well over 300 pounds sometimes 400 yeah and i i always equated that to being my equalizer sport nice because got the i can be that big of a yeah <laughs> <laughs> i can be that large of a man and look that graceful on skis absolutely uh but then you know life uh, came along we had a hip surgery a d surgery and uh, all of that stuff went goodbye That's uh, all right. but I, I still love watching it you know i, I think it's pretty cool it is I, a graceful sport yeah, yeah. and I, I wish that I, I could do it but we won't tempt fate in that way no 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 so when did you first get a musical item for a christmas gift oh um i think that might have been my trumpet in fourth grade ah yeah uh because we so a year early yeah a year band, early it starts, starts in fifth, fifth grade. grade yep um we at the time i was playing uh viola in orchestra and i my friend uh had started playing trumpet early too and it just seemed like this like oh well you guys are hanging out and palling around all the time anyway so mm-hmm. uh why not so i so i got a trumpet and it was uh, i was a little holton like uh you know uh, mid-level uh just brass trumpet and it was it was great i played that thing all the way through high school and dinged it and broke it and fixed yeah. it and yeah <laughs> that thing was great do you still play horn occasionally i don't i yeah. don't yeah i uh it's mostly string instruments and percussion mm-hmm. instruments now, which uh, I I wish I would have stuck with tuba because I really enjoyed that uh, like drum corps and, and uh, my collegiate years. It was uh, just a cool instrument. And now with all the kind of the horns that I play with, it'd be cool to do some like second line New Orleans stuff. But oh, uh, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there'll be an investment down the road. Yeah. So what does uh, Ruben, the musician, want now at uh, this age for Christmas? Oh, a piano. I think a piano. That's going to be the next uh, investment. Because it, you know, I think the last time we talked, you were you were, pardon the pun, yeah, tinkling around with I it. I was, a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was tinkling around with it. Um, I bought a really cheap one off, uh, you know, just offline. Um, I think it was like sixty bucks, and it lasted as long as sixty bucks will get you okay. with uh, with an instrument. But um, now that I'm starting to yeah, do a couple more arrangements and more transcriptions, um, piano is just nice because you can you know kind of work out uh, what the upper voicings are and still have a bass line. And uh, yeah, it's just it's I think piano is probably the ultimate compositional instrument. Very true, you know, because yeah. you see the people writing the music at the mm. piano. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Time, you know? Instead of a music stand that runs out, you can just keep those pages rolling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you hope happens uh, in your music career yet? Because you are so busy uh, and you, um, you know, you, you just keep going. You're like the Energizer Bunny of uh, band members in this community. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But uh, you don't want... 
what's what's the goal i first off i can't express to you how lucky i am and i understand that this is just a season in my um i guess career or experience there'll be a day when people stop calling me but right now i'm definitely definitely enjoying the ride mm -hmm. but in that time um part of the reason i'm playing all these shows and, and trying to get uh and more opportunities for just like gigging in general is to get more musicians out you know mm -hmm. just get more music in sioux falls more culture more shows more genres more i mean uh what was really cool was when we got approached for the show that we're doing on friday with uh taylor wyland uh she obviously sees us every week um she was like hey would you guys ever be willing to back me up and we we're like yes we would absolutely <laughs> love to we would love another singer in the mix so yeah i just uh just kind of want to maybe inspire other musicians to get out there and play more yeah, man, we didn't have a scene when we were coming up. You know, so. I, I think even the first time that you and I talked, uh, that was pretty prevalent. That uh, that was big in your agenda for yeah. music. It was to get people involved and to have you know basically jams. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of what uh, even our our set on Tuesdays has become. Uh, we still play songs, but uh, the first half an hour or so, it's almost like. Uh, I don't know, like it's like musically having coffee where we just sit down and someone starts playing something and then we all just kind of follow suit and corporation will change, go that direction. Style will change, go that direction. And that's like the first 20 minutes is us. Wow. Like, oh, hey, how you been this week? Yeah. Oh, kind of angry. I can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> when did you realize that that was a, a great part of uh, being a musician when the improvisation would be able to come along and so forth? And was it just all of a sudden a wow, listen to what we're doing? uh it took so long to get away from the page you know yeah. when you're when you're going from being a classically trained musician to being a jazz guy at least for me some people mm -hmm. it's a lot more um natural some people are you know uh ear learners or people that came up in church or uh, you know they're cool just uh like oh that's what it sounds like i'm gonna follow um it took a while but uh i i guess you don't really know it's one of those things where uh you know like when you're a kid and you're riding your bike and your parents would hold you and then at some point they just let go and you're like, oh, you wait, really, I'm yeah, do doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Peter, hmm. I was just uh, trying to figure that out. That hook reference. Was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going with that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, speaking of, uh, yes. you know, references like that in the movies and, and stories. Oh, hit me. Love a good movie. Favorite Christmas movie. Mm, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, ah, Muppet ah. Christmas Carol. Excellent. Down. Yep. I love it. It's, uh, I love it. I love it. Yep. Kermit yeah. the Frog. Uh, only one more day till Christmas. Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. Uh, I hope. <laughs> and our very special guest, Miss Peggy. Kermit here. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh, uh, White Christmas is way up there. White Christmas is fantastic. That's yes. They don't have talent around have, like that anymore. Been, I know. Yeah. I mean, sing, dance, act. Yep. Yeah. All of it. And uh, you know, we were just uh, going through some fun facts about it. The in terms of, um, you know, Rosemary Clooney played the older sister. Yep. And Vera Ellen was about eight years older than her. Really. Bing was almost twice. Rosemary Clooney's age. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fun stuff. And we've been uh, very fortunate. We've seen it. Uh, the 
not on Broadway, but we've seen, you know, uh, big Broadway touring groups and so forth perform it a few times. That's going to be fantastic. And just love it. You know, they always make us snow in the theater, too. Yep. Yeah. That's always just cool. But <laughs> just to see the timing, the pacing, and everything that, Absolutely. Uh, that goes along with it, it's just uh, amazing. But uh, of of recent ilk, uh, I'm really digging Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell and Goldie on. Oh, Oh. I'm not familiar. <gasps> oh, oh sacrilege. <laughs> Netflix. Do you have Netflix? I got Netflix. Okay, you can see them both. Okay. Uh, first one is just outstanding, and you're going to love it, especially the jail scene. Wonder. Okay. okay. I love Santa I'm... and jail scenes. I've seen the Santa Claus. I know that's a thing. <laughs> uh, and uh, what I love about it is they, it's not techno-modern. It's just a completely different look. Uh, instead of the pure white fur uh, and white gloves, it's uh, it's modernized, and Kurt Russell looks just hot in it. It's Kurt, just very cool. Kurt Russell's facial hair is more handsome than most men. That's I mean, true. That guy since Tombstone has been yeah, killing it. Yeah, no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so so I highly highly recommend those. You will enjoy it. Uh, second one's still very very good. But the, the first one especially is top-notch. I, now I have something to look forward exactly. to. Exactly. That's wonderful. Once your gigs are all done for the year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so yeah. will you actually take Christmas Day off then? Nope. No. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still going to. I'll probably play. I'll probably still go down to the studio and play. That's uh, ah, that's half the joy. Just, Isn't that why we do it? True. You know, <laughs> then you're just doing it because it's like, hey, I can sit back. Do you like doing that uh, for someone then? Or... Do you a lot of times just go, Ruben, let's just go down to the studio. We don't care if anybody else is around. Just enjoy it. Just play. I I play all the time. Um I I have uh I have guitar in my living room, uh guitar in my kitchen. So whenever I'm just walking around my house, I'm just playing acoustic. Um yeah, and it's uh it's a great time. But there's something about just going out of the studio and you know. Sometimes somebody walks in. Most of the time, it's kind of secluded. But yeah, to just sing and just play for yourself, it still has. Um, it's very cathartic. There's a lot of passion in yeah. it, and uh, yeah, and it's uh, every day is a new surprise when you're when you keep playing. All right, the familiar two questions to end. Ooh. Uh, sometimes you know, question number two doesn't get asked because it gets answered in question number one. But when you are not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you enjoy? either viewing or what do you like to be entertained by i've been reading a lot of books i've been reading ah. a lot of books recently which is cool um my work started uh, a book club a couple months ago uh and and we just we read one book and then a couple of us kind of uh, stayed in contact and started trading books i've uh i've been on a real book kick and i've been uh kicking it kicking it with friends and just going out uh when i was on vacation this summer i had this uh, just epiphany of how simple it is to just enjoy a city and why do i wait to take myself to breakfast what until i go on vacation why don't i just do that on a friday morning before work or why yeah. don't i just go play bags with a stranger and uh yeah so i've just been trying to explore sioux falls and and do uh just do more stuff just get out be a person All be right. a human any other hobbies um Oh, I know a big one. Oh yeah, I've been cooking. Yeah. Oh boy, we've been cooking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
um my buddy and i cooked for a work party on friday and that guy uh shout out to will johnson made way too much uh of just gravy you know and the, and so he just he was like i don't know what to do with a vat of gravy to which my response was like i will find something to do with that gravy buddy <laughs> so the next morning I, I went up and uh i just meal prepped a bunch of stuff and just dropped them off to friends dropped them off for my neighbors oh, my family and, and yeah just just made a bunch of meals and handed them out all right yeah ruben r rodriguez it is always such a pleasure to have you here Dave, on this show man holly i love you love buddy. you guy do i love you man yeah seriously yeah, this has been a pleasure <laughs> this is always great time no doubt about it uh and uh i'm i'm sure we will run into each other prior but if not merry christmas merry christmas to you buddy and we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Exo Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Exo Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Jessica Graber and Ruben Rodriguez. Thank you to the wonderful people at The Source, where we held our conversation with Jessica. Ruben's conversation was recorded right here in the Dipsy Doodle Production Studios, again, because he brings food. And, of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following on social media, and your overall support of this show. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 160 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. Again, we're taking the next two weeks off from doing this show, but still plenty of shows we'll be taking in for the holidays. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. As Art South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffitt Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 